this is the in focus podcast from the hindu welcome to the hindus in focus podcast i'm zubeda hamid your host for today india is staring at a strange problem malnutrition among children has not gone away but at the same time there is an increasing burden of childhood obesity Simply put obesity happens when children eat and drink more calories than they burn off. The latest National Family Health Survey reported that 33 states and union territories in the country registered a spike in the number of overweight children. Changing lifestyles including diets, easy access to unhealthy food, a decrease in physical activity and perhaps an increase in screen time may all be contributing factors to this. The problem is doctors have said that obesity in childhood can have long-term consequences on physical and mental health. What is the obesity challenge in India? What are the health problems it can cause long-term? How much does our diet play a role? And what can parents and communities do to reverse this trend? We are joined today by Dr. Vijay Vishwanathan, head of MB Hospital for Diabetes in Chennai, who has done extensive research on childhood obesity to talk to us about this important issue. Welcome to the Hindus in Focus podcast Dr Vijay. Yeah, good, uh, good morning Vijay. Doctor, tell us why childhood obesity is increasing in India and what are the factors that are driving this? So childhood obesity I think we always hear the term nip it in the bud. I think if you have to avoid problems in adulthood, you have to start from childhood. So childhood obesity is a big big problem. especially in the urban areas and we have overnutrition and leading to uh, the state of childhood obesity in the uh, urban urban cities urban uh, urban areas of india so this has been reported from every part of the country from pune delhi you name the cities it's been described and we did lot of work as part of our childhood obesity program some years ago where we did a combined program with the cbse schools in chennai we called it as a chennai slim and fit program and i think it's been the main, one of the main factors of childhood obesity is the over concentration i would say on getting marks and academic excellence and less concentration on the physical fitness there is poor nutrition and though people the parents and the children know about it there is poor nutrition they don't have time to get good food and also the lack of physical exercise so these are two factors poor nutrition and lack of physical exercise and an over emphasis on academic excellence which has led to the uh, increased prevalence of childhood obesity in india especially in the urban areas Tell us a little more about this overemphasis on academic achievements doctor. Uh you're saying that the schools or the parents focus more on uh, studies rather than on physical activity? Yeah, that's exactly right. I think uh, we should give equal importance to the health of the child. And I'll quote some examples a little later in the program uh where we have shown that if you uh, train students and parents up it will make a difference i'll tell a little later in the program but i think there is over emphasis on academic excellence and getting marks 
and less concentration in physical fitness. Parents have to shift their focus from getting just marks and academic excellence in 200 upon 200 in the exam to improving the physique of the of the baby of the child whom they're referring to and also see that the pair the, the person gets good nutrition and right amount of physical exercise enough time is given for that exercise today time is not given they have to come back go for tuitions and they have no time at all even weekends they have tuitions so i think uh, that concept should change in the urban in the urban parts of the country so you said uh, one problem is this the lack of physical activity and the lack of time that children have for physical activity but the other part is poor nutrition is it a problem because our diets have changed over the last couple of decades or so i can answer that question uh, see what happens is there is no balanced diet in these children they they go very early from the home and they eat something and go and they do not have a proper lunch. And when they come back in the evening, they are very, very, very hungry. And they eat a lot of carbohydrates. And the parents also give a lot of carbohydrates. Many times the parents are working. So they keep something at home and go. So these children, when they come home, they uh, take a lot of carbohydrates. Or they will eat from the canteen of the school. Where the canteen of the schools are looking at profits. And they sell all the snacks which are full of oil and carbohydrates and full of calories. So I think uh, we found that the chips and samosas in the school children were very high in the canteen. And uh, so we tried to tell the CBSA not to sell junk food in the school canteen. <clears throat> but I don't think it has. Uh, some years ago, I don't know what the current status of state of affairs now. So I think uh, it's it's bad, poor nutrition, imbalanced diet which is responsible for childhood obesity. Tell us a little bit about uh, where where exactly we are seeing this, doctor. Do you see it more in boys, more in girls, or is it is obesity rising among both? Yeah, so we did a study comparing uh, some years ago, comparing the boys and girls. And we found the prevalence of obesity is much more in girls, 19% or something, compared to 12% in boys. So the girls had a higher prevalence of obesity. Why, why is this, doctor? I think the boys are doing some sort of physical activity. They play games, they play cricket, or they, but girls simply study, study and I think that's the main factor which we found in our study. The boys do some physical activity, but girls do not do anything at all. What what age group is this happening at, doctor? Is it happening at the 5 to 10 age group, the 10 to 17 high school, middle school? I'll go straight on to the Chennai Slim and Fit program. Uh, this was a school-based intervention study that will answer one of your questions also. Uh, we did it in class 3, class 7, class 11 from 7 schools. There was an intervention arm and a control arm. And there is a comprehensive school health manual, CSHM, among developed by the CBSE along with the WHO India. And this is not utilized 
in properly. It's just kept. We found that it's kept in the shelf in many schools. When we went into schools, when we did the study, Chennai Stream and Fit. So you have we what we did was we took those books written by the CBSE, same books written by the Central Board of Secondary Education, CBSE, along with WHO India, and we trained the students, we trained the science teachers in those schools. It was a sort of a training, the trainer program, something like that. And we did it in some schools. In some schools, we just give them one class and just went away. That was a control group. And we found, to your surprise, when we used the CSHM, Comprehensive School Health Manuals, and this was published data in the International Journal of Tropical Disease and Health, we found that the overall prevalence of obesity was 12.6. And uh, at the end of the study, at the end of the study, there was no increase in the uh, prevalence of obesity. It was 3.7 versus 3.8 at the end of the study. But the body mass index, the body mass index came down in among the people. The body fat percentage reduced in the in the intervention arm in whom we taught them. And this was followed in the CBC school body because we got the help from the CBSC board. Regional director at that time. And both the groups reduced the calorie intake, but it was significantly lower in the intervention arm by about uh, minus 381 calories. The confidence interval was quite strong. So I think we found that the Chennai Fit program, which we implemented in some CBSE schools using their manual developed by the CBSE board and the WHO India was quite successful in reducing childhood obesity. So it works, it works very well. The only thing, the manual has to be utilized in the right proper manner. So that answers your question. You were telling me about the age group, doctor. You saw it even among class three students, the problem of obesity. In this this, uh, study, uh, we took lower classes 3, 7, 11. We took uh, classes from 3. So the analysis was not done separately for class 3, class 7. So I won't be able to tell you what is the prevalence for class 3, class 7, class 11. It was done as a whole, but we took people, students who could understand what we're telling about. So we took class 3, class 7, class 11. And their understanding capacity was quite good. The teachers taught them. We taught the teachers. The teachers in turn taught the students. That's what we did for the Chennai students program. So, doctor, tell us a little bit about uh, what does research tell us about the long-term health consequences of childhood obesity? So, there again, we published in the Indian Journal of Community Medicine some time ago that high total cholesterol levels among people who had among the sample size of 322 children who were found to be overweight and 170 children, more than 7.5, were obese. And we used the WHO criteria. We don't use the same uh, BMI cutoffs which we use in adults. There are BMI age uh, charts available from WHO and from Indian Pediatric Association. So we use those charts to define obesity and uh, overweight. 
in not like the ones which we use in adults. That's the first thing. And using these WHO criteria, we use the WHO criteria. We found that published the Indian Journal of Community Medicine, people who were overweight, obese, they had a higher cholesterol, total cholesterol was significantly higher among boys and girls. A higher proportion of girls had high fasting hyperinsulinemia. So hyperinsulinemia is indicated for all the ills like coronary disease, CKD, for everything you talk about high insulin level. And we found that girls had higher fasting hyperinsulinemia uh, after some time. And the abnormal triglycerides, abnormal glucose levels, blood pressure were also among, were observed among the obese children. But that for the elevated glucose and blood pressure, there's no gender difference. Gender difference came only in fasting hyperinsulinemia and total cholesterol, not in triglycerides, sugar, and blood pressure. So we find that if you are obese in childhood, you can have cardiometabolic abnormalities among the overweight South Indian children, what we showed was in South India. And you have higher insulin resistance which is indicated as fasting hyperinsulinemia in the girls. So I think if you have childhood obesity, you are asking for trouble. For trouble, cardiometabolic trouble later on in life. So basically, it can make you vulnerable to heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure. Exactly. So I think uh, we, we found that 43, I'll answer your question. 43.7% of the children had at least one lipid abnormality. 43%, which is quite high among the <clears throat> obese children. So, as you said, rightly said, if you have high cholesterol levels at that age, you are prone to get uh, heart disease, diabetes, blood pressure. Why even chronic kidney disease? Chronic kidney disease is also dependent on all these factors. Now, there's latest study showing that there's a relationship between uh, obesity and uh, kidney disease. If you want to slow down the progression of kidney disease, you have to lose weight. And also, of course, it can affect your mental health as well, right? Yeah. If you're obese, then uh, we're not looked into that directly. But uh, during the course of this studies, we found that obese children were more uh, having inferiority complex and <clears throat> they felt they were obese uh, because of some fault of theirs. So it will affect the mental health also. But we are not published the data. As well. We found it inferently. We found it. Low self-esteem was there among the obese children. We did not report it. Which one we did not report it. Um, so, Doctor, how... So you we've said that it can have all these long-term impacts on health. So is this reversible? If If... If you work on the problem now, is it possible that these long-term health impacts won't occur? Yeah, so as I told you in the Chennai Slim and Fit program, that's what we did. We found that the caloric intake reduced among people who were part of the uh, program. Uh, their body mass index reduced. And I think the only way is to reduce obesity and make them realize, make the parents and the children realize that it's not just marks, academic excellence, but their life is important. Or you have 
very high uh, prevalence of PCOD, for instance. When they get married, uh, they have high infertility levels, and PCOD levels, which is related to obesity and the rising prevalence of diabetes, hypertension in the society. So I think we have to reverse the obesity of children, make them more aware of their health, and reduce their weight. We go by the WHO chart for children. And WHO is given the BMI versus age standardized charts for, BMI for obesity and overweight. You have to follow that, not the adults cut off. And you can reduce the total calories, body fat percentage among the intervention group. Definitely. How much does uh, this easy access to unhealthy food, junk food, snacks, ultra-processed food, how much is that affecting the uh, the obesity epidemic? So I think what we found were two things in our studies. One was the TV watching, which uh, rightly used screen time. TV watching, we call it as TV watching. So we, and during the COVID times, it must have increased. This was done in the pre-COVID era. So at that time itself, the screen time was very high. <clears throat> we found that one. And we found this junk food also contributing to uh, obesity. So it was consumption of junk food and screen time, as you called it, which was two factors in the pre-COVID era. So the post-COVID era or era, uh, so we advocate only two hours of, no, we found that the TV watching was more than two hours per day among overweight children, which is quite high. The screen time, as you called it. So now I don't know. We have to repeat the study. But the post-COVID era it might have been same as pre-COVID. During COVID, I don't know. But nearly two hours per day was found at that time among the overweight children. So I think uh, more screen time, more access, easy access to the trans fatty acid, the unhealthy snacks was there at that time. Doctor, how much does uh, uh, the... You talked about the importance of physical activity, especially for girls uh, when it comes to decreasing fat levels. Uh, is it in our cities which are getting more and more crowded, is the factor of a lack of parks and play areas also contributing to this? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, because there's safety issues there for girls. You can't go out after 6 p.m., you know. So that could be one reason also, the safety issue. And uh, we should have safe play areas where you can play games, uh, you know, like uh, volleyball or basketball for girls. Or it can be gymnasiums for girls alone separate timings and lighting. So the, the safety, the parents are more worried about safety. So they'll they'll come home late and they'll tell their children to stay in the house till they come back. So safety is an issue. And I think you have to provide safe places to play for children, especially girls. Doctor, talk to us a little bit about the um, 
type of calories that are being consumed. Now, in India, we have the double problem, right? While malnutrition is also continuing to be a factor amongst our children, we also have this obesity epidemic that's increasing. What are, so these obese children, they're not, they're not consuming healthy calories, right? Are they deficient in the kind of nutrients that they require? Yeah. So there is a term called malnutrition. Uh, undernutrition, malnutrition, overnutrition. Overnutrition and mal oh, undernutrition come under what is called malnutrition. So, uh, if you have malnutrition, then that's very high among children in the uh, urban areas because they are eating only carbs, no protein, no vegetables. So, they have unhealthy, unbalanced diet. Uh, being consumed in the in the urban areas, in the rural areas, it's inaccessible to vegetables around that. So you could have malnutrition in the form of undernutrition, that is lack of access to these vegetables and proteins around that, or poverty. Whereas uh, in the urban areas, this malnutrition from overnutrition on the wrong food, taking more carbs and uh, taking less of vegetables and proteins, not because it's not there, but uh, they are simply, it's easy to get. It's easy to purchase uh, the high carbohydrate food, like snacks, unhealthy snacks in the junk food in the, uh, in the canteens of the schools, pizzas are available everywhere, Maggie's available, ready-made, nowadays we get ready-made Maggie's and all those ready-made foods. You just have to open it, put some water, and uh, you have uh, Maggie's. We were talking about the differences uh, seen in rural and urban areas uh, in obesity among children. Could you tell us again about that? Yeah, see, there is a higher prevalence of obesity in children from the urban area. This was a Gujarat study, 14.6 versus 12.3. But... The underweight prevalence in the same study from Gujarat was 13.6 in the rural area and 4.6 in the urban area. So the underweight nutrition was, underweight state was much more, prevalence was much more in the rural areas from this Gujarat study. Now we did a study comparing corporation schools versus the uh, CBSE schools in Chennai. Which means government schools versus private schools, yeah. right? We call it as the LSES, <clears throat> low socioeconomic strata, LSES versus USES. And we found among girls, the sample size was about 85 girls in the corporation schools, it was 9.4% overweight. And 16.7 among the USES children, girls, the sample size was 233 among the CBC schools. So there's 16.3 versus uh, 9.4. So private school girls essentially were more overweight and obese compared to the gov local government yeah, school yeah. girls. The okay. USCS girls were uh, much more obese than the, the upper, upper strata, socioeconomic strata girls were and more obese. The drug studies showed a direct comparison to urban and rural. So I think we should be careful on one hand to say that there is uh, overnutrition when we talk about childhood obesity. But in the rural areas and in the within the same urban area, you can have a state of undernutrition, which is also called malnutrition. As I told you earlier, malnutrition 
stands for both under and undernutrition and overnutrition. So within the same urban area, you could have both. But central obesity is obesity, childhood obesity is much more dangerous because it leads to complications later on in life. Now, underweight children also can develop problems later on. That's a different uh, ball game altogether. We're not discussing about that today. In your practice, doctor, are you now beginning to see more children with diabetes than, say, you would have seen 20 years ago? Yeah, so children with type 1 diabetes is there after COVID it increased. What we are talking about is children with diabetes and with type 2 diabetes. We are seeing a lot of adolescents and young children uh, getting diabetes, type 2 diabetes. That is, their parents have diabetes and they are also getting diabetes at a younger age. And more than diabetes, it's the infertility which is of troublesome uh, to the society. Many girls are marrying and then not conceiving. So PCOD is very common obesity because of obesity. Right. Last question, doctor. Do schools have an important role to play in tackling this problem? As I said, I should refer again to the Chennai Slim and Fit program, the CBSC school. So the schools, we showed some time ago uh, in the International Journal of Tropical uh, Disease. We showed that is we use the same school manual which I talked about it later, earlier, uh, developed by the CBSC board and WHO, and we trained these science teachers and teachers, physical activity teachers, and we reduce obesity rates, we reduce the caloric intake, the BMI of children who were in this study, in the intervention arm. So schools have definitely got a role to play the parents also have got a role to play. And the children, of course, are ready to accept whatever the schools and parents say. So it's primarily the responsibility of the school and the parents to look after the health of the children. And so you think the focus should be equally on academics and the overall health of the child? I think so. I think it's not just academic excellence. It's important in life. But... Uh, it's also important to avoid the non-communicable diseases uh, and it's no point in getting high marks and good academic excellence if you don't look after your health. Thank you so much for speaking to us today, Doctor. Thank you, Tumela. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.